Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Want to learn how to be an entrepreneur? You are dedicated and devoted to a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the entrepreneur effect. We'll highlight opportunities for entrepreneurs in digital marketing through interesting, practical, and thought-provoking interviews and monologues. Increase your income and be your own boss by listening to The Entrepreneur Effect. Please welcome your host, a 25-year veteran in sales, management, and business development, Dush Ramachandran. Hi, welcome to Entrepreneur Effect. This is Dush Ramachandran, and my guest today is Chris Ahrens, who is the partner of Inc.Digital and co-author of the new book, The Digital Helix. Welcome, Chris. Welcome. Thank you. I'm glad you could take the time to uh, to join us today. Um, I've been looking, reviewing your book, and I've, I've had a chance to uh, read it, and it's it's really quite fascinating. You make some really interesting points in the book, uh, specifically relating to transforming organizations' DNA uh, to thrive in the digital age. Um, so before we dive into the book, uh, let's chat a little bit, if we could, about what prompted you to write this book what was the what was the big motivating uh, event or or thing that occurred that caused you to write this book so my uh, co-author and I Michael Gale uh, had been doing a lot of research uh, dating back with a previous company that we were involved in 
on social media and digital and how sales and marketing and how corporations function and why some corporations seem to succeed while others fail, even though on the outset or even when you dig in a little bit, you see that they've done a lot of the same types of things, either internally, externally, or from a sales, marketing, structurally, and organizational perspective. And so um, we were seeing these patterns emerge, and we were helping um, some rather large clients try to figure out some of these things as well. And it just became painfully obvious that there was kind of a secret formula that certain companies were latching on to to succeed. And again, where others were not having the same level of success and actually in some ways sliding back or failing, even though they had done most of the same stuff that this, what we call the 16% had done to be successful and see a return on investment. And upon seeing that, we kind of uh, were confronted by it two or three times. We, we mentioned this to some clients and, you know, the impetus was like, you guys should write a book. You guys really have something here. And we spent about two and a half years of doing some more research and it became a labor of love. And, now it's out, and we're just thrilled to death that people can see what we've been seeing for the last three or four years. Fantastic. So this is, it's a really very interesting uh, premise, and I think you're, you're exactly correct in that uh, large corporations, especially corporations that have existed for many years, uh, producing things of great value that might be manufactured goods um, or, you know, even even you know, service companies uh, that have existed for a long time outside the digital world are seeing the transformation to digital as a major threat to their survival even. And so you, you made a really good point when you said some companies have figured out how to sort of cross that chasm and bridge that digital gap, while yet others have been trying very hard doing the same things but not quite getting there. So what is that, what are those few secret ingredients that the successful companies that have made it, made that transition have got and the ones that didn't make the transition didn't quite get? So uh, I wish it were that simple, but unfortunately what it, what it involves and what it really details is that there's seven components which we call the digital helix or seven uh, components of the digital helix that make up what is a successful company, the DNA, the digital DNA of a successful company. And the secret, I guess, is what you're kind of looking for. Uh, the quickest way to explain it is that all seven of these things have to work in concert with each other and have to produce something that's greater than the sum of their parts. And so what we wind up seeing is that these seven components, and I'll go into them in just a second, these seven components really have to be uh, looked at, function, tied together and part of the digital DNA, both from a technology standpoint, but also from a thought and mind, mindset standpoint, and connected and into how the organization looks at every challenge, every problem, and every driver in its market. No matter, like you said, whether it's a, uh, a technology company, a manufacturing company, a service company, what it happens to be. And what we find is that companies that have, say, six of the seven, or maybe have not integrated all seven, are where we see the failure coming or where we see people kind of slide off from being in the 16% that get really dramatic 
returns on investment to being in the next group, which is the 32% that did almost the same thing, but didn't get the same ROI and maybe saw some failures that caused them to slide back a little bit. Okay. So <clears throat> talking briefly about those those seven challenges, if you will, you know, uh, from your book, I get that the seven challenges are uh, the that the mandate of the executives is not enough and there's a chasm of expectations right. that you need to cross and that digital takes different metrics that you have to measure differently uh, than you would have measured previously. Digital requires a village and an architecture. Um, success comes inside out not from outside in. Um, sixth of course is openness to alternative strategies uh, that drives digital and the, the seventh one is digital is not just customer focused. So these are these are interesting observations. Uh, many of our listeners uh, listening at this point would say, yeah, we, we do many if not all of those things. Uh, right. But from your research, what was, I mean, even even from these seven, Take just one, if you would, and kind of dive into it and say, why is it, what, what is that secret ingredient? Uh, let's take something like digital takes different metrics. Um, so, so explain so you, that. You've if actually you would. described the kind of the reader's, yeah, you've actually kind of described the reader's digest version. So I'll give you what the actual seven components of the digital helix are, which are executives as digital helix explorers, which means they really have to be part and parcel to the process. They just can't mandate it, which is what you talked about. Um, theme and stream, which is that there's themes of information and streams of information that come in, and these are different in a digital world, and they're collected in a different uh, digital world. And so what um, companies need to do is they need to look for the right themes and right uh, streams of information to base their business on. And this is getting through that noise uh, to signal ratio that so many companies are dealing with, big and small. Customers have experiential portfolios. I know we all love journeys, but really the world goes down to an experiential portfolio that I'm looking at a set of stuff that may or may not be connected to you, but it's definitely connected to me as a buyer when I go to buy things. Marketing communication as a flow, which is that marketing communication is connected. They work together. They're seamless. Sales are connected moments. If customers have experiential portfolios, then when you're dealing with them, you have to have connected moments to be there when they want you there with the information they want to have from you. Uh, everybody's responsible to each other, which is that, you know, one group is not a silo. Two groups cannot act in isolation. And I think that's one you want me to talk about a little bit. And then in the moment and one step ahead always, which is that, you know, we are going to constantly be looking at what we can do to stay one step ahead. You know, year-long plans are ridiculous. You know, quarterly planning is pretty much obsolete at this point. We are on a minute-by-minute, hour-by-hour, how can we stay one step ahead all the time? And so when we go back into that, everybody is responsible to each other. That's kind of, I think, the secret sauce that most people miss Yes, there's some nuances in the other six, but most people don't understand that um, that this connectedness, that having the data, having the insights, having the same mindset of how to connect these things, how we're going to look at customers, what kind of information, what information we're going to share is all going to be 
um, responsible for everybody, and I'm going to make it my part and parcel to be in meetings with other team members, share this information, pick up what they have, bring back to my team members, and make it a unifying cause to stay in the moment at one step ahead. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. <clears throat> and um, in this segment, we just have a minute left. So let's let's talk uh, briefly about just the one concept. Um, for example, we talked about digital takes different metrics. Um, yeah. how, how exactly do you mean that? I mean, uh, what what is the difference in the metrics that you would that you would deal with in the digital transformation versus any other? Well, you know, I, I teach uh, at the University of Texas to a lot of entrepreneurs, and everybody loves the metric of you know, did we sell more today versus yesterday? That's a really easy one, and it'll never go away, right? But sure. in digital, we can look at some really great things like what is the sentiment behind our products? What is the net promoter score? How is it changing? What are things that people are saying online about our products that may be not reflected in a net promoter score, but can clearly be seen whether the product is good, whether the use model is good, whether there's a new use model coming. So there's a lot of rich, deep insights and data that are in the world in front of everybody, big and small, you know, no matter what industry you're in, that you should be using to really guide your business and stay one step ahead or figure out if there's a new business model on the horizon or a better way to use your existing products, technology, and services to serve your existing market. Great. Okay, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Chris Ahrens. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for more of The Entrepreneur Effect when we return. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. You are experiencing the entrepreneur effect. Here's Dush Ramachandran. Welcome back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. And my guest today is Chris Ahrens, who is the author, the co-author of the new book, The Digital Helix. Um, 
transforming your organization's DNA to thrive in the digital age. He's also <clears throat> a partner of Inc.Digital. So, Chris, you know, before the break, we were talking about sort of the, the different challenges for doing digital right. And we talked a little bit about digital takes different metrics and uh, just one of the different challenges. Um, I think what would be very helpful to our listeners, many of whom are uh, business owners uh, that are in the digital marketplace themselves, good number of good number of our listeners are looking to enter the digital space. Um, they might be, you know, manufacturing companies, service companies, um, or or even uh, technology companies. Um, but they are looking to make a big shift into the digital space. So I think the best way to illustrate uh, one of the, you know, the, the points that you're trying to capture within the book is perhaps through a case study or a story. So do you have a, do you have a story that you can talk about that speaks to the adoption of these challenges or the, or the, the, the resolution of these challenges that took a company into a into the digital transformation in a very successful way, uh, and perhaps an example of one that didn't go so well. Well, I think we're all familiar with the big new digital giants, Amazon being the the largest, of course. Who you know they know what I'm going to buy large, long before I'm going to buy it. Um, and part and parcel to that is, of course, this theme and stream mentality that they have that they're looking at what purchases you've made, what you've clicked on, what you've looked for. So I think they're one of the best ones. I think Uber, in terms of seeing new business models with Uber Eats and all of the other things, they're looking at the stuff. And it really all comes back to all of these kind of digital success stories that they are digital companies that are using digital transformation to understand and serve their customers better. And that's one of the things that I think as an entrepreneur myself and somebody who teaches and talks to entrepreneurs a lot that you are born digital. You know, if you're not building a, dig a business today that's born digital, then you're probably not setting yourself up for long-term success. And Amazon, Uber, and all, you know, thousands of other companies have all set themselves up to be born digital and to live in this digital world and have this digital mindset about experimentation and trying new things and pushing the limits and getting data from their clients directly and indirectly through social and other means to really find out what they want and how they can better serve them, uh, you know, in some cases almost before they know what they want or as they're just figuring it out on their own. So I think that's a big thing. And the, the biggest thing for, you know, the entrepreneurs that are listening is that in our research, we found that 55% of large Fortune 1000, Fortune 2000 companies are scared to death of companies that are born digital, these new entrepreneurial digital and, uh, offerings. And so I think that should give everybody a lot of uh, lift and excitement that, you know, if you do this right, you take advantage of what's out there, you can really scare and in some cases find areas of markets that the big guys aren't tapping into and they're scared to death of that. And for the companies that are not doing it terribly well, I mean, you just have to go to a mall or maybe where a mall used to be and you'll see these. I mean. I went through the mall this weekend, and I'm sure many of us did in the holiday season, and you go through Sears and you think about a company that literally had every address in America because they were shipping to everybody in this country in the 1970s, even the 1980s. They should have been the Amazon of this decade, 
but they never figured out how to translate what they did well from a catalog standpoint to digital, to online, and now to retail in stores. And every time I go through the mall, I, I just wonder when is it, when is Sears going to close? When is you know, somebody else going to close? Because they haven't figured out how to serve me. They're still stuck in this 1970s, 1980s mentality, maybe 1960s mentality about what a customer wants and how they're going to deliver it. So I think that's what we found in the research, and that's what we see almost every day. And in this holiday period, like I say, it's it's pretty omnipresent. If you look at where people are buying and where people are spending their money as a business or as a person for this, uh, you know, this end of year season. So, um, you know, to that point, um, companies that are born digital, like uh, Amazon, like Uber, uh, like Airbnb, mm-hmm. etc. It's no surprise that they're they're good at it, but what is the what is the way in which, other than the fact that they should feel excitement, uh, what is what is the way in which, um, what 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 prescriptions do you have for a company like Sears? So let's say uh, Sears decided, you know what, we're going to get a complete different suite of management, or we're going to sweep out the entire C-suite, bring in. Uh, digital savvy people at all C-level positions. What should they be doing? So that's a great question. And if you look at Sears versus Amazon, or even you know, like Nordstrom, which by the way has opened up new types of digital stores, where it's just a storefront where you can buy from Nordstrom, but there's not any actual physical stock or products sure. there. Um, the it really comes down to a mindset that permeates the entire organization that we are going to learn from our customers, we're going to experiment relentlessly, and we're going to fail fast. Meaning that if we're going to try things in a quick and easy way, if it doesn't work, we're going to learn from it. If it does, we're going to put a lot more effort behind it and see how much road there is. And it's that kind of mentality that drives this entire digital mindset that transforms a company. Because anybody, anybody, that can buy the technology now. It's big and small. You can buy it on per-seat licenses. You can rent it. You can get fractional ownership of different things. You can outsource. Anybody can get the digital technology. So having the digital technology in and of itself is not a guarantee of success. And you can look at all the companies, and I'm sure Sears has a number of digital technologies they've invested billions of dollars in. It is how you use it and the mindset behind it and how you interconnect these parts going back to the seven components of the digital helix. That is where success is found. That is where success is born. And that is where future um, markets are, are created. And that's how these companies keep staying ahead. I mean, you can look at an acquisition of Amazon buying Whole Foods and think that's absolutely crazy. But if you think about how they're trying to get into different markets and they're trying to better serve their customers and how they failed with some food delivery options, all of a sudden it not only makes sense, but it solved the problem for them. And now they can use their digital mindset, their digital technology to make Whole Foods a much bigger piece in the food industry, which of course is scaring other uh, grocery chains and grocery vendors. So it, it, that's really what the secret comes down to. Okay. And so um, for, for larger, more traditional companies, um, as you can imagine, this is extremely scary um, where you've got a oh, yeah. certain set of behaviors that have 
that are pretty much dyed in the wool um, that you know senior levels of management have been at the company for 20 30 years they're you know they're they continue to do what they've always done they understand that well now the whole world is turning on its ear and it's everything is different um, and decisions are made extremely quickly. Products need to be rushed to the market uh, in a fraction of the time that you could take previously because consumer preferences right. are changing so quickly. Um, so how does, how does, you know, from your research, how does a large company, you know, many examples uh, exist. I mean, take, take a company like Kodak, which was so dominant in the... Yeah. Uh, in the imaging space, whether it's medical imaging or whether it was photography, consumer photography, cameras, film, um, everything. And today, the, the company pretty much does not exist on the landscape, um, other than right. very, very tiny niche areas where they're still continuing to do black and white film and so on. Um, so for a, for a company like that, what's, what's the hope um, how do they, you know, for, for younger entrepreneurs uh, or, or newer businesses that are starting out digital, uh, it's a lot easier, as you've observed in your book. Um, and that's carrying right. the big ones. But, but, but my question goes back to the big established companies, you know, many, many executives, many uh, senior level people from those types of companies also happen to be our listeners. So... What uh, what can you offer them as the way to move forward? What's what's the best way to for them to embrace digital and bring this change? So I think Kodak's an excellent example. I'm so glad you brought it up because Kodak invented the first digital camera and basically gave it to Apple. And so from an uh, an innovation standpoint, we can all agree that through the 60s, 70s, even 80s. Kodak was at the forefront of innovation in their markets, right? Um, and they were becoming digital before digital was even really a thing. But one of the big things we found in the research was, again, not having the right mindset. And that mindset needs to be really put into tangible things. So, you know, we all have metrics and we all have quarterly reviews and yearly performance reviews and things like that. Well, they can't be the same things that they were in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, or even the 2000s. You've got to be metric and you've got to be uh, incentivized and you've got to be graded on what you're doing to spur innovation, what you're doing to connect within your organization, what you're doing to learn about different groups and different customer sets and different markets and how you're applying that and pushing the needle. So many times, the best person in an organization is the guy who's failed 15 times and succeeded, maybe five or 10, but those five or 10 successes lead to big revolutions in the company, in the business, in the markets, in customers, and that's what's important. You can't have the guy or gal who just keeps checking a, a box and, you know, uh, we, we used to call it, uh, in my corporate jobs, it was uh, a checkmark review, right? You have your quarterly goals. They were all largely BS. They were all kind of easy to maintain and easy to hit. And then at the end of the year, you go and you show your checkmark boxes, and then you get your nice little three, five, whatever percent raise it is. That's the kind of stuff that I think Kodak found itself in. That's the kind of stuff that you see other big companies finding itself in if they're not challenging themselves or they're just playing catch up because they're not rewarding, they're not incentivizing, they don't have the mindset to get these young entrepreneurial people inside to push the limits, push the needle, try to create 
disruption inside the company and find out where they can push and succeed before somebody else does. Because that's the other thing, whether it's an entrepreneur or whether it's a large company, there is a digital future. It is very bright. Somebody is going to be there in every market and a whole bunch of markets that we don't even know about yet today and maybe not tomorrow because they are pushing the envelope to find out what customers want and what people really need to solve the problems of their life. And that's the kind of mindset and mentality and metrics and incentivization and HR policies that you need and, frankly, financial policies to succeed. Great. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Chris Harris. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for more of The Entrepreneur Effect when we return. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping high speed on a horse named Archibello. So yes, my body hurts, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. Oh, Archibello! Learn more at brainhealth.gov. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. You are experiencing the entrepreneur effect. Here's Dush Ramachandran. Welcome back. And this is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. My guest today is Chris Ahrens, who is a partner in the firm of Inc.Digital. And he's also the co-author of the new book, The Digital Helix, Transforming Your Organization's DNA to Thrive in the Digital Age. So, Chris, we before the break, we talked about you know what uh, what big companies might be able to do to embrace the digital age and how they transform themselves to become uh, more digitally focused and we talked about Kodak and so on so that's that's that was really really interesting um, what are you most excited about with all of the different transformations that are taking place in the uh, in the business environment today uh, what's what's exciting to you on the horizon I think there's so much to be excited about. You know, you look at bionics, you look at AI, you look at the Internet of Things, you look at all of these, you know, technologies that are coming out and just kind of at the beginning stages of being integrated into what we do, connected homes, um, you know, all sorts of things that we're, we're really learning from today. 
And whether you're a consumer or you're a business or you're in a consumer or business market, I think there's going to be a huge, huge opportunity and, frankly, a really thrilling set of things that are coming out that we can all take advantage of that it's going to really transform how we think about our lives, how we do business, how we work. And so I'm just so excited to see what all of this comes about because if history is any guide, a lot of the first stuff is not even going to make it. And what we're going to wind up with is something really revolutionary that's going to really get people excited, create new markets and give, you know, new opportunities to both consumers and businesses alike. So that's, I'm just excited to see where everything goes and what it becomes. Okay. And so for people interested in uh, in grabbing a copy of the Digital Helix, and I, I would recommend it's a it's a great read um, and it's it's beautifully written with lots of lots of good detailed information in there. Um, so the book is available wherever books are sold, amazon.com and uh, Barnes and Noble and so on. Yes, absolutely. And uh, it just uh, became a Wall Street Journal bestseller. It is an Amazon bestseller. Uh, so the reviews have been tremendous. And um, congratulations. Yeah, wonderful. And I think that, well, thank you. And I think that, you know, from what we've heard, because, you know, every author, I think, is worried, you know, will my work stand up? And uh, we're just so gratified by the, the reviews and the sentiment people have given to us uh, from reading the book in these first couple of months of it being available. That's fantastic. And so, yeah, the Digital Helix is available uh, wherever books are sold and Amazon.com and uh, Barnes & Noble and so on. And as you heard uh, Chris say, it's on the Wall Street uh, Journal's bestseller list as well as on Amazon bestseller list. So that's fantastic. Now, Chris, for uh, those of our listeners who might want to work with your firm, um, Inc.Digital, um, for just a quick minute, can you just talk to us about uh, the kind of clients you take and what kind of services you provide? Sure. Um, so we, we, we typically work with rather large Fortune 1000, Fortune 2000 companies. Um, so from that standpoint, we're looking to help them only, not only become digital, express how they're going to become digital, create this mindset, create this, this internal fortitude to be a true digital company at their core, not just a digitally wrapped company, uh, which is the way we refer to companies who buy te uh, digital technology and say they're digital without actually becoming digital. And then, of course, for smaller companies, we do do presentations of the book. We do do digital uh, transformation workshops, things like that, to kind of help identify and give them a starting point to become a true digital leader, true digital maven um, within their organizations and become uh, executives and leaders that can lead this charge. Excellent. That is that is good stuff. And um, Chris, thank you so much for your time. It's uh, we really appreciate it, um, and we're looking forward to hearing great things about what you and Michael Gale are up to next. So please come back uh, when you've written your next book, so we can talk to you about that. Perfect. I would love to. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It's a pleasure. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.